0: Lund, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away, whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoyling. DeCam says, give me that, a pick two for Northwestern.
1: Spot of three on the
0: way, bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around, corner, pocket, cash for Lund. Guess who's back? pleased to welcome in one of the newer faces across the UMAC. It's the new head coach over at North Central for their men's basketball program, Coach Jeremy Becker. Coach, thanks so much for joining us, and officially, congratulations on the new gig now a couple months in.
2: <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It feels like I just got the job like a week ago, um, but uh, the whirlwind that has been the last couple months, we we're, we've got to this point, and i uh, Yeah, no, I'm really excited to to be where I'm sitting, for sure. So I appreciate you guys having me on.
0: That's where I want to start, actually, Coach, is just walking us through what the experience has been like the first few months. And if you even want to go back to, you know, June when you find out the news and just how you take that in and just the initial first day-ish, if you can put yourself back in those shoes, what were you feeling and how long did it kind of take you to adjust to be like, okay,
2: I am the – head coach this is a step up what was that feeling like yeah i'm gonna be honest with you guys i still think i catch myself on a day-to-day basis going oh yeah i'm i'm the head coach um (laughs) i don't know if that's everybody's experience but yeah it definitely catches me every day a little bit and it more so in like the cool way like oh yeah this is this is really what i'm doing for my my day-to-day job it's pretty awesome but I'm not going to lie, I mean, I was kind of felt like I was finding out like everyone else was finding out as far as like the shock is concerned. You know, Coach DeWitt and I had a really good relationship, and I was one of the first people he had told, and um, just sort of happened pretty organically and pretty quick and was quite the whirlwind. But, um, you know, felt obviously pretty good that they entrusted me and and the guys were really excited about, about me taking over the job. So at that point, it was trying to put my best foot forward learn as much as I can you know I've got a lot of friends that are that are college coaches and trying to be a sponge as much as I could and in June July and and into August and then it felt like I kind of had my first day again once guys kind of moved in and um again another whirlwind of a couple days but I feel like I'm settling in and at the end of the day just trying to still be myself um that that got me into this position and unapologetically myself and having the same relationship with the guys and again just not trying to be too cool and um You know, I don't always have to have the right answer, but I put a smile on my face, tap the guys up, and and keep that same relationship. So that's what it's really been uh, for me as far as the focus these first, you know, handful of months.
1: Yeah, Coach, you mentioned it's a unique situation. It happened quickly. If we're just being honest, you probably weren't expecting to be in this position not that long ago, but now here you are. So what what's your main goal? What is your main focus now as the season's a little bit closer? You had a little bit of time this summer, like you said, and now guys have started to move back in. Does your focus shift at all now that we're maybe a month or less than a month away actually from practices starting?
2: Yeah, I mean, we're we're just trying to trying to lay the groundwork for what we're Uh, What we want to continue building. I mean coach had coach DeWitt had done such a phenomenal job in in three years to get our program to where it's where it's been and and where it is now and um, it's just continuing to carry on that culture I know that's a buzzword but you got me saying it two minutes into the podcast already (laughs) so um, just trying to carry on what what we had kind of built already and and again it's the standards it's the expectations Um, you know guys doing the right things on campus guys you know doing the right things in the classroom and and for me now it's just really preparing Um, I'm trying to be as organized as I can be for for when we hit the floor for the first time you know getting stuff ready um, starting to get my plans ready you know we've we, we already know what we're doing obviously as far as sch- schematically and everything but just trying to be as organized as I can um, I think that's the best way for me to uh, put my best foot forward um, because there's gonna be a lot of new things especially when we hit October 15th that maybe I didn't fully expect or anything like that but as I've been told many times you you can't be too prepared so trying to do the best that I can as far in in that regard
0: coach culture matters and culture counts i'll throw some more clichés at you so uh, i think it's unavoidable in this in this day and age for sure so before we officially you know keep our focus on this year and i promise we will do plenty of that in this conversation wondering if for a moment you would just be willing to go back to the end of last season in february and as we look back at the umac tournament and your guys' season ending unfortunately on that friday evening out at the whack against crown college in kind of what you remember from the last official time where you're on the sidelines and your guys are lacing them up for real and just that feeling when it all comes to an end when you are this close i mean that was a phenomenal game to have a spot in the umac final and what you remember walking away from the gym that night and then the days after that to kind of flip the page and obviously you know like Wyatt mentioned you didn't know that you'd be in this position now when you're getting ready for the next season but if you can take yourself back to last February with the 2021-22 season ending what do you remember about that feeling when that came to an end
2: uh be honest with you guys it hurt a ton I mean I think we felt extremely prepared. I mean, Crown had had our number twice coming into that game, obviously. Um, and the most recent to that point, we had kind of gotten um, smacked in the mouth at home, you know. So we were ready. Our, our guys were really ready. Felt like we had a really good game plan coming in, and, and you know they played really well. And it was uh, quite the environment. It was packed. It was loud. Um, our guys absolutely battled and, and fought. So that that locker room was definitely tough. Um, Obviously, yeah, now that I look back on it from the assistant side of things, it was definitely a little bit different. And, um, you know, we, now we look ahead to what we can can build on and, and do this year. But uh, it was a tough pill to swallow for sure. And, you know, we we talked to the guys, about just about I think it's hard when it when it, it, it comes so final like that. Um, to when you don't necessarily reach what you were hoping to be as your end goal um, to not look at at something and be like oh we failed or, or, or anything like that but um, I think we just reminded them of what we did in that season I mean we, we tied for second in the conference that's probably got the most parity that, that it's had in a really long time and um, not to mention just what we've done in three years and where this program has come and I think obviously we've talked a lot about Justin and in Micah in that locker room setting as well. And, um, to have Micah back in, in a leader and in a fixture of our program for the last four years and, and to have him back is, is awesome. And, um, I'll break a little news here. I don't know if you guys know this yet or not, but, but Castro is back, not for a sixth year, but he's, he's on the sidelines in the assistant role. So, uh, um, awesome. you know, <laughs> breaking news live on the podcast <laughs> right there. So, but, but yeah, I think it was, it was a, it was a bittersweet, and by bittersweet, I just mean to look back on what we did uh, was was super special, and it was a great group of guys. But obviously, it, it stung a ton in the moment, for sure.
1: Coach, to go back even a little bit further in the past, in order to tie in my next question, you've played in this conference before. You have coached now for a while in this conference. Ryan's going to ask you about your playing days a little bit later on, just to prepare you for that. But uh, looking <laughs> into the, yeah, looking into the present and the future here. To me, it's a fascinating time in the UMAC because I see you're a new coach. There's new coaches on both the men's and women's side this year. There's a lot of good players that have left and moved on now that they've used their COVID year or extra years. Does it feel like this is almost a transitioning almost
2: into a new era of UMAC basketball to you? Yeah, I mean, it's just an exciting time, I think. Um, to be honest, guys like yourself doing this, I think for me, for somebody who just loves sports, I'm just a sports nerd. Like I just take as much as I can all the time. So um, you know, to be able to listen to you guys on a week to week basis, it makes it even feel a little bit more big time, I think. And then, (laughs) uh, and I'm sure you guys like that. That's a nod to you guys. Um, (laughs) but just like, I, I just think, yeah, it's an exciting time. There's lots of things happen, moving and shaking. I think we've been as competitive as we have been, um, against other conferences. And I think, it's as deep as it's ever been so it's just an I think it's an exciting time for the conference now I don't know if we're ever getting to the point where we can get any um at large bids here in the conference but that would be cool if we could see that big transition at some point in our time here
0: dream big (laughs) we're we're definitely here for it we're not saying no to that that can uh, that can definitely come to fruition in our opinion since you kind of brought it up just a, a few minutes ago coach talking about Micah Filer coming back for one final ride for you guys and you know we don't have to tell you how important he is to your club I kind of dubbed him as the the Lou Williams of your squad for the opening stretch last year but then obviously I had to go away from that when he was officially in the starting five which obviously I understand why you guys do that so not to talk about that coaching decision specifically but just talk about what that means to you to get him back for one final year when you mentioned, it's awesome to hear that you're going to have Justin on the bench still but losing him is kind of that floor general, but having a guy like Micah back, I and mean, we could talk about the scoring and the big shots late in the game to figure something out and being a lanky defender on one side of the floor. What does it mean for you, especially in your first year to have some of that familiarity? And then I'm sure you know you can say a strong relationship where you two have been through it, the ups and downs with each other over the last chunk of years. How important will he specifically be? Because Wyde and I have talked about it a little bit. I know we haven't started the season yet, but you know, we can't wait to look ahead and talk about candidates for player of the year in the conference. And we would put him in that top tier. I mean, the sky is the limit for that guy for what he wants to accomplish this season.
2: Yeah. I mean, Mike is Mike is kind of one-on-one man. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a great man. Like great, great kid. Um, him and I are, are really, really close and, you can't really understate what uh, bringing a guy like that back into your program, especially you, I mean, you alluded to it my first year. I um, mean, you guys saw that, that crown game, right? Like mm-hmm. when you talk about just going, go and get yours, like just go make a play to, to have a guy on, on your team that you can just, if, if the things aren't going well, or you just need some momentum switch, something like that to just, um, you make you look really smart. It, it's nice to have a guy like that um, on your sideline. So, uh, I won't I'm not I won't tell you what I said to him, but you know He was as as soon as I accepted the position um, He was the first phone call I made to try to make sure we, we had him back in our locker room. So um, I, I'm really excited about that I mean, obviously it's gonna take the, the strength of our entire locker room, but that, that's a big big addition for us and, and a big get back um, And and I think the coolest thing about him is he's, he probably spends more time in the gym than anyone I've ever met um, is an absolute gym rat and he you know you talk bring up player of the year you can talk about that but he he doesn't even want to he he will never even entertain the conversation because at the end of the day he just he just wants to win and and that's all he cares about and he's you know he's been through quite the quite the roller coaster at north central if you look back to his first year and and beyond and um I think he's just excited to be back and just excited to try to win and then that's all he's really focused on so obviously yes super thrilled to have him back and um to have a guy like that in my first year is uh definitely a, a big blessing for sure
1: love it absolutely love it say coach we'll get back to maybe on the court stuff and focusing on this year here in a little bit i here's a question though kind of away from the court itself you've got a chance to work with a lot of other coaches role models i'm sure that you've looked up to how about like more on like a national scene it could be a different sport even even is there a coach right now or from the past that you like to model your coaching style after is there a coach you really look up to the bill belichick's of the world people like that i mean (laughs) who's a guy for you who's like the mount rushmore of coaches for you that you look up to
2: oh that's tough that's tough um I mean, I'm a big Monty Williams guy. I I I love listening to that stuff. The coach, the kind of the player led stuff. The, um, kind of the player led led program. Uh, that's big for me. Um, I'm gonna be honest. When I first got the job, I just sort of dove back into a lot of that stuff to just sort of refocus on the main thing um, and refocusing on the stuff that's really important. Obviously, you know, with my faith and stuff like that. That's that's the core of of who I am and 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 what's gonna lead me on through. But Um, just reminding myself like what led me to where I'm at now Um, and that's really just the relational side of stuff you know and and getting back to that was key and uh, putting my my first foot forward in the program with that was key for me as well Um, obviously another person that I can name I don't know if if he'll listen to this or not but I'll shout him out I mean coach Fletch was a big um, kind of inspiration in my life as far as the coaching side of stuff I mean Dan was too obviously and I leaned on him when I took over the position which um, you know he was nice enough to do and in, 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 in helping me kind of move forward but Fletch is is same type another guy in my corner that um, is, is there with the advice is, is there to tell me when I do something wrong and, and he was when I was a player as well so um, he, he's been great uh, being able to have him 15 minutes away over in St. Paul and to go over, watch practices to just lean on him a little bit as far as knowledge is concerned and bounce stuff off, and um, you know, Coach Perrin, who is my assistant coach, is assistant coach over there too. So those are two, um, two guys maybe more in the kind of the close knit space. But Monty for sure is a is a big inspiration for me from the player led um, relational side of uh, of coaching for sure. Really good stuff. I appreciate that, Coach. I
0: now want to pivot to and you kind of gave me a nice opening to do that speaking of coach Fletcher and your experience as Wyatt mentioned I'm going to bring up back to your playing days it was not too far removed that you were lacing them up on the hardwood in the UMAC in the biggest moments and I want to take you back to the 2017-2018 Bethany Lutheran Viking squad and specifically the 24th of February, and for a bunch of other reasons, Wyde and I are never going to forget that day. We were actually in the gym that day calling that game up top on the radio for Northwestern when you guys took down the Eagles in Mankato in that game to win the UMAC championship. And you were a member of that Bethany squad, and Coach Fletcher was the head coach still then before now moving over to Concordia St. Paul, as you mentioned, at the D2 level For for our listeners who don't know Coach Fletcher. But all that is to say... You have seen it with your own eyes. And again, this was not like, okay, this is 10, 15 years ago. This was 2018. It wasn't that long ago. What it takes to be on the mountaintop in this league to win a conference championship and then, oh, by the way, I know some people listening already know this, but for those of you who don't know, it didn't stop there. You guys later that week go down to St. John's and you put up triple digits against a Mayak squad and you win In the opening round of the ncaa tournament which we love that umac over mayak in the biggest spot we can't say enough about that so all that is to say how much do you use that when you get you know hopefully i'm sure you're hoping this year or next year whenever it may be you having opportunities deep in the umac tournament where it's like you were last year where you're a couple plays away from being in the umac tournament title game how much of a help is that to you to say hey fellas i've been here as a player does that play into your whether it be recruiting or during the season down the stretch, how much do you draw upon that experience from your own time in this league?
2: A lot, to be honest. Um, Probably every day, I I feel like. I I definitely think, and and not in the sense that I talk about it every day, Um, but I, I just mean more so for me. Uh, I I think it's really helped shape who I am as a coach. I also like just as far as my experience. um, I also think it's helped me get to where I am. I think it's probably one of the biggest reasons I'm sitting in the chair that I am, um, you know, today and talking to you guys is, you know, I had an unbelievable basketball experience. I mean, got to, you know, win that game, you know, win the UMAC, um, play in the national tournament, have just a ridiculous upset. I mean, I know it was talked about as one of the top ten upsets in uh, ever as far as D3 National Tournament is concerned so just ridiculously wild but obviously you guys know like I, w- I was a role player um, and it was an unbelievable experience but also at that time probably tough for me in, in a lot of ways. I was a senior that could play anywhere from two minutes to, to 15 minutes. I mean it was it was whatever you know Fletch and the team needed for me that night and I think when I was going through that experience it was You know it was tough on me i think at that time if you went and asked me now i'd probably say i understood what was going on but i think to the capacity that i do now especially having the perspective as a coach that i do now um that that experience made me who i am um to be able to to have guys in my office talk about different roles talk about those things and to be able to completely relate to them, relate to juniors who maybe might not see minutes, relate to seniors who maybe are struggling to try to get on the floor, um, just to know that I just sort of have that different perspective and different relatability factor. You know, I've played with four senior, or three other seniors. There was four of us. All three of them started, you know, and I came off the bench and, and that was a little bit different for me as far as my headspace is trying to figure that out and settle into that role. And um, it's just really made me who I am now. Made, And I'm so thankful for that experience. Um, and like I said, obviously at the time, um, didn't feel like maybe I understood it completely, but where I am now, like, I'm so thankful for it. And yeah, it was it was pretty cool to... You know, have that
1: that big win, and hey, coach. Now, going back to something else, like over the years, you talked about your faith a little bit earlier on. You're at a school where that's a big part of the program, a big part about what you're doing. Now, when you were the assistant there, even just last year, you never knew maybe where your next stop was going to be or how big of a role that could play in a program. Well, at North Central, it's accepted and well talked about and focused on. So, how much can you rely on your faith and bring that into what you're doing? How big of an advantage is that? I guess for you to know, you can just pick up where you've left off and what you've always known I guess as a coach.
2: Yeah, it's huge. Um I use it every day. Fall back on it every day. Um you know, having chapel, having those different things in my life is is such an unbelievable blessing. You know, I think you guys can probably relate to some of that too, you know, when when anything's feeling overwhelming, anything like that. This is a lot of new to me. Um and I and I feel like I'm ready. I feel like I'm where God has me right now, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't get stressful on a, on a day-to-day basis, or it doesn't mean that maybe sometimes it it feels like a lot. Um, because yeah, that, that stuff's going to happen. This, like I said, this is, this is new. Um, it's unique and it's a different experience, but, um, it's huge. I'm, I'm so happy to be where I am. I mean, even before this whole change, um, I was feeling really, really content in my life that God had me at a point where, um, you know, I was able to be doing a lot of things I really enjoyed. Um, and then also be able to, you know, help speak into kids' lives and uh, have guys in my office and talk about faith and life and, and all those different things. I mean, it's cool to talk about hoops. I love hoops. I'm so happy to be doing what I'm doing. But to be able to have the opportunity to, to help uh, shape and mold young men and, and to help them grow in that way and to maybe, uh, you know be a, a sort of a beacon to them you know and be just somebody they can go to that they feel safe with and, and and comfortable with and confident to be themselves like that's really what it's all about and and that's really why i'm doing what i'm doing love that coach that's
0: so so good pulling you kind of off the court in a way but still still sticking with what is going to be involved for this season that i know you're looking forward to getting practices underway here coming up in just a few weeks I think back to some of the bigger moments that you guys had last year. One of the things that sticks out is in that North Gym, again, to go back to that place in Mankato when you guys win an absolute battle that took, was it one overtime or two overtimes in that game? Well, now I'm misremembering.
2: They, they made it scary for us. I think we were up, like, over 20 at one point, and it took it needed a, a big three by Neal towards the end of, the, of regulation Yeah, to sort of tipped the momentum back in our scales uh, Isaiah kind of went nuts in the second half um, and brought northwestern northwestern back but yeah it was uh they made it scary for us at, at the end but we, we figured it out
0: <laughs> I I set that up wrong coach so I that that was one game that I was referencing I didn't get to the point I was talking about last year your guys north central your win at oh, Bethany that fault. you had in the my regular fault. season you're good ba- you're my good bad, my bad.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> I thought we were going back to the Bethany days. That's on me.
0: (laughs) No, you're good. So I I referenced that to say I remember uh, just seeing what you guys had posted after that game and how you celebrate your players. You talk about earlier fighting in those tough spots on the road, raucous atmosphere, finding a way when it may have not necessarily been always pretty or easy to be able to do so. Going to the overall question now of how you carry that as an assistant now into this year as a head coach and celebrate a big win for you. What is the best way to celebrate? Especially, I think of those you know moments you have on the road when you can kind of take that underdog role and you know backs against the wall type of a thing. What is the best way, in your
2: opinion, to
0: celebrate a big win?
2: Yeah, I mean, th- there's nothing different than that big just togetherness in the locker room afterwards. Um, there's nothing like that. I mean, thinking it back to it as a player. Um, And then being able to do it as a coach, we've had some big wins over the last three years. I mean, you talk about that one at Bethany last year, um, which was just unbelievable. Guys just made some just ridiculous plays. I mean, um, Justin turns it over, doesn't hang his head, uh, locks in about 25 seconds later, makes a big steal at half court. Then obviously you know what happened after that. I mean, um, just to be able to do that with your guys when – you just know you know where you've been, you know what it's taken to you know, to get to that point, and you just you just love those guys. Like I, I just genuinely wanna see every single one of them do well on and off the floor and to be able to just erupt like that in a setting like that is just you know, there's just nothing else like it. It's it's pretty pretty awesome.
1: Coach, I'll wrap it up for myself with this. I feel like we could talk for hours, but we all three got other stuff to do, so I'm not going <laughs> to keep going on and on tonight. But this would be my last question for you. I got to get back to this year now as we approach the first practice, and you maybe haven't even thought about this, or maybe you've been it's all you've been thinking about since you got the job. What are the goals for this season with this group? What do you hope to accomplish? And what's you know your overall hope, I guess, uh, multiple months from now at the end of the season?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to give you guys the, like, press conference answer here. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, you know, we, we want to win a lot of basketball games. They're, they're, I mean, that's no, um, no surprise. I think any coach wants to do that. I think any program wants to do that. Um, we want to keep climbing. I mean, I think that's one thing. Like, um, you know, success is obviously relative, and um, I think we've had a lot of it. Um, and again, I think we just, we just want to keep growing. I think we've, we've grown, we've, we've um, risen the last three years and we want to keep doing that. But at the end of the day, for me, my biggest goal, um, and I think our program's goal is like, I just want to be the best people manager I can be this year. That's my goal for our program is we're going to do the best we can for our guys, the best we can um, off the floor, the best we can to help them grow individually, spiritually, Uh, academically and and athletically as basketball players because we just feel like if we just keep doing that we keep the main thing the main thing like the good things are going to happen on the floor for us like I know I'm sure I'm going to not call a timeout when I should or maybe an underneath out of bounds play this year when when maybe I should have called something different like I know I'm not um, you know naive to think I'm going to make mistakes this year in year one for me but that's my main focus is is the people and the relationship side of things. And obviously, yes, our main goal is we want to win a lot of basketball games. But we're going to do it from the people side of things first. And, and I think the, the other stuff will sort of shake itself out.
0: Just one final one from me, Coach, to wrap things up. And we do appreciate you being so generous with your time. And I mean, I don't want to speak on behalf of Wyatt, but we hope later this year to get you back. And maybe we can get into some more of the nitty gritty of the basketball and once we get into the thick of the schedule and whatnot. But, There are some, you could call them token questions if you'd like to, but things that I'd like to get a gauge on from every coach that we talk to. And we can, you know, maybe get into more of that in a further discussion. But something I do want your take on tonight is let's say someone walks into Clark Danielson in early November and sees one of your first non conference games and says, Hey, I want to get a look at this Coach Becker and, you know, see are things similar here at downtown U? Are they playing the same way? Like, what is the squad look like now where they're watching the game on a stream or on the road how would you like for the outsiders to define the identity of north central men's basketball for this upcoming season
2: yeah I mean I think I think scrappy I mean I think a team that's just gonna do the nitty-gritty I think a team that's that's gonna have energy for forty minutes, like that. That's our goal, you know. Offensively, we want to play really fast. Um, I'm sure you guys will, will notice some different things if you go back to that 2017, 2018 tape. I'm sure you'll see some of those things, um, you know. But you're just gonna see a team that just gets after it, man. You're gonna see probably a lot of energy from me. It's just who I am. I'm not changing, you know. I although I'm, I, I probably got to temper it a little bit. Um, most of the time, it's pretty positive. But you know, I'm just that guy that just gets loud. <laughs> just who I am. So um, I expect our guys to sort of try to match my energy. I tell them every day, no one's ever gonna be louder than me. So you guys better try to figure it out. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's what you're gonna see see from us. Hopefully, it's just a team that just gets after it, and you can just you can see it from the guys on the floor to the guys on the bench, um, cheering each other on, picking each other up, um, loud for forty minutes. Um, and if not, we'll. We'll figure it out, but that's what I would like to see.
1: <laughs> hey, you mentioned your personality, Coach. You ever find yourself at practice, like all of a sudden thinking, "Man, I, I want to put my shoes on and start running with these guys and playing." <laughs> I mean, you still got some game left in you. Oh
2: yeah, oh yeah, you, should, you guys. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's it's that'll be tough for me this year. I'll tell you one person who it's really going to be hard for, as far as trying to keep his shoes off his feet, and that's going to be Castro. So he'll he'll get out there and mix it up with the boys, I'm sure. <laughs>
0: Love it, Coach. Hey, be 100% authentic yourself all the time. Don't change for anyone. And I think uh, our listeners and wide and I heard that loud and clear in this conversation. So uh, we, we do appreciate that. And like I said, we do appreciate you being generous with your time and hope to catch up again later on down the road. And uh, we're excited
2: to have you join the league and best of luck this season. I appreciate it. Yeah, you guys are my UMAC boys. You, you have me back anytime you want. Thanks, uh, Coach. Either, either I'll Will be do. on the podcast or I'll be listening. So <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs>